Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Ann Ortley's Weekly Weather. My name is Ann Ortley. I'm sitting here at the bright red desk on a beautiful December 20th, eating a cup of chili. Mm-mm-mm. I make a really good chili. Um, and I was in the mood. It's a little cold. It's a little winter. And there's nothing like chili with some onions and cheddar cheese and sour cream all mixed together. So it gets like that creamy pink color. Mm-mm-mm-mm. I'm not quite done with it, so I may be forced to have a bite while we're doing the show. Um, but anyway, this is the weekly weather, and we should feel a little lighter. Jupiter went into air. Saturn went into air. It's like a shift. If you haven't been sleeping well the last couple of days, it's because the plane's taken off. <laughs> the big guys are leaving Earth, where they've been meeting every 20 years for 200 years, and they're taking off. And similar to when you're in an airplane and it starts to speed up on the runway and then you feel the front wheels lift off, that happened when Saturn went off, and then you feel the back wheels lift off, and that happened when Jupiter yesterday took off. And so now we're on that climb. Now what happens tomorrow around 1.20 in the afternoon, uh, specifically 1.21 p.m. in the afternoon East Coast time, is Saturn and Jupiter meet up to start a new 20-year, repeat, 20-year cycle in your chart at the degree of zero and 29 minutes of Aquarius. Now, one of the things that happens with all this shift and change energy that we've been working with here, we're also still in eclipse season, right? We also have tomorrow, we have the winter solstice, which is when the sun is at the deepest part of the, of the sky from the Northern hemisphere's perspective, the longest, uh, longest night, the shortest day. And it's also high summer for our friends on the Southern hemisphere where the days then begin to get shorter for them. As of next week, the days get a little minute longer every day, a little minute until we get to the summer solstice at the top of the chart where the sun gets up to the Tropic of Cancer. But what also is, this is a world point. Now, one of the, the, one of the astrologers who I like a lot had pointed out that, you know, the, um, the, her name is Carol and she lives in Amsterdam. She had pointed out that the conjunction that took place was on the world point, the big guy that would happen that brought the COVID epidemic into our attention. And that, of course, the last time those guys all met in Capricorn was back when Martin Luther hung his theses on the church back in the 15th century. And now this conjunction at zero Aquarius is also on a world point because the sun's on a world point, as are some of the other planets. So we're starting a new 20-year cycle, which means we're ending a 20-year cycle. So if you think back to what you began in May of 2000, uh, your vision, your dream, that conjunction began at 23 Taurus. And so for 20 years, you've been exploring and expanding that, find 23 Taurus in your chart, and that's where that cycle began. In my case, it was finishing up working at Pepsi. We did the year 2K compliance stuff and got everything functional um so know that all the computer systems didn't crash because every company in america spent a lot of money on their it for three years prior to that because we used to do the math 19 minus 19 blah, blah, blah. well the 19 is the same so storage was expensive so we just got rid of the 19s but then if we go to 1999 minus zero zero we get a bad number and every computer system would be crazy so we did a lot of programming those three years before year 2k including me um, actually, I did rollout. I didn't do programming. but So it was all done, and they were breaking the team up. We were all going in different directions, and I sat there, and I went, I want to be an astrologer. Like, nice job, loved it, had a good time, began in 80, 
when the conjunction happened in 80 in Libra, in the house of making my living talking for a living as a salesperson, right? When my boss said to me, I can pay you more money if you become a salesperson because, you know, they have to pay the salespeople more than the tech people and you're kind of both, but they put you in the chair and you talk and people buy from you. I'm like, okay, pay me more money. I'm good with that. And then it was 2000 and it's like, I want to be an astrologer. I want to go do that. So now the conjunction's happening again in air, zero Aquarius. So we're beginning a new 20-year cycle, and our job is to look at where that is. Now, one of the things I'm doing is I'm having a webinar at, in about a half an hour, 7.30, which is sold out already, but it will be available for you to buy. But I do, you know, because we've sold it out quickly, and that's the way we're working these days. But at any rate, what you want to do today, tomorrow, uh, look at your chart. Look at where 029 is. Look at where 23 Taurus was. Think about those last years. Look at where natal Jupiter is. Look at where natal Saturn is. How do your natal Jupiter and Saturn get along? Do they get along? Do they fight? Do they argue? Do they cooperate? They're getting married again. If you were born in 60 or 40 or 80 or 2000, you're really starting a whole new cycle. If you were born in those interim times, you've got some relationship, perhaps, between Jupiter and Saturn. It doesn't matter. They're getting married on Monday. They're running off... They're taking off in an airplane, <laughs> heading off for Cancun for their honeymoon or wherever they're going, and getting married, right? So you want to think about what the ideas are that you want to grow over the next 20 years because it's ideas, air, communication, collective, community. What's your contribution to the world? Um, and we're going we're gonna to work on that. So this new energy plus the energy from 2000 is ending, and we're starting a new chapter. So, you know, back in 2000, that's when my cat was born. And he left. So it's Remo and I. It's very literal sometimes. Um, and he was, of course, a Taurus with a Pisces moon. Um, you know, much loved, 20 years old. And, you know, before the Jupiter-Uranus conjunction, you know, now he was leaving. You know, I mean, I kind of was watching him. And, mm. But we're also leaving behind that cycle. We're looking at it in a different way. Taurus, of course, you always want to look at your Venus and see what Venus wanted. So in my case, Venus is in Scorpio in the eighth house. So it's next to Saturn, the father. I said to my dad, you know, I think I want to go be an astrologer. He goes, I want my college tuition money back. <laughs> Venus, Saturn, right? I said, well, you know, you didn't give it to me. You gave it to the school, right? Them. Uh, you you got to kind of, you know, roll with the punches. Now, did I know what was going to happen 20 years from now? 20 years later, where I would be, you look, you guys listening to me, maybe listening to me for a few years as I talk about what's going on in the heavens and how we use it productively. No, but I knew what the dream was. I knew what the dream was I wanted to build. And this year, as Saturn has kind of played with our dream, because Saturn and Pluto met at 22-23, and they trined that Saturn that you began 20 years ago, they kind of said to you, that's not a bad structure. It's an okay structure. It's good. But we're going to transform it this year. We're going to give you a new structure. And a lot of us went, mm, I kind of like my old structure. He goes, I know, I know, we know, I know, but we're changing it. And so we've gone through the changes, and literally none of us are the same as we were at the beginning of the year. I was thinking, like, wow, it's almost Christmas. Like, last year I had a whole different vision of what I would be doing this year. But, okay, you know, I, we got through it, we're here. But now we're being asked for the new dream, the new vision, the new idea. So you want to look at wherever it is, it's zero Aquarius in your chart, 
and know that that's where you're initiating a new story. Zero twenty-nine, zero degrees, twenty-nine minutes. And then if you want, not later tonight, it'll be up for sale that you can buy the webinar, the recorded webinar, because the other one that we're going to do is already sold out, but you can do it there. But I encourage you over the next couple days to think about your life. Go back and think about what happened uh, in 80 when, when the conjunction happened in Libra. Think about what happened if you're old enough in 60 when the conjunction happened in Capricorn. So that was when my dad went into practice. 80 was when I turned into a salesperson 2000 was when I turned into an astrologer, and I got paid money for talking as opposed to paid money for selling things, right? See the difference? The Libra, I paid, I sold other people's stuff when I was a Libra. Um, and now and now I speak spiritual and purpose and why you're here. And so now Aquarius, probably teaching for me, probably group teaching, you know, expanding the teaching and getting, because I remember learning astrology and thinking, wow, we should learn this in first grade, like we're, so we know how to take care of ourselves. We understand our life map. And I think that's my next 20 years. You know, more group work, more teaching. Not to say I'm going to stop seeing clients, but it's a shift. I can feel it's getting pulled. And you should have gotten a little hint of it between April and June because Saturn went into Aquarius then and he invited you to do something. So that's when Amanda in Astrology Hub said to me, hey, come over here and do the show here. I'm like, okay. And I didn't think about it, but now looking back, I'm like, oh, that was the invitation for a bigger group or a different group or a different way of communicating. Because instead of being so techy as I am on the weekly weather here, I'm more theoretical or emotional or visionary or, I don't know, uh, more not astrology, more energy of astrology and how the chart works. But it's all based in astrology. So for you, think about that timing. Think about 80 Think about 60 if you're old, if 40 if you're really old. Um, and then, because we were just doing it in my astrology group, and one of them, you know, was born on the one in 40. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so we have these changes coming. This is the week that they initiate. This is the week where we take off, we leave the earth behind, and we start to fly. Metamorphosis energy that I've been talking about this year around um, – working with uh, moving from a caterpillar to a butterfly, we're hatching and we're going to be crawling out of our chrysalis and we're going to be learning how to fly over the next few weeks and then we're going to be flying next year. Not without a couple of crashes because that's what happens. You know, when you get on a bike and you learn to bike, a couple times it goes over. You learn how to ski, a couple times you tip over. So we're going to tip over in February. We're going to tip over in June. We're going to tip over in December. Or we're going to adjust. That can also be rather than tipping over. For those of you who don't like those analogies, you can adjust. You're going to change it. But there's a shift to coming. And so we're initiating it. So while you may not know how the next 20 years is going to go, there's a dream in there. It's been whispering in your ear from April through June. Whisper, whisper, whisper. And now it wants you to take some concrete action and start to work on it. Again, we're still finishing up the old cycle, but we have the vision that there's a new stuff a coming, and we're ready. So it's a big week, a big, and we're still in eclipse season. So this is still a time when people leave uh, unexpectedly, or you know they've been hanging on by a little and then they take off, right? You know, so um, you know, so it can be a little bit harder because the planets are shifting. We also have Mercury combust the sun this week, which makes people very clear about what they think is right. And Mercury combust is not necessarily open to discussion. However, it is 
uh, answering to the Saturn-Jupiter. So we did have Congress just pass the bill, finally, which I thought would happen once Jupiter went into air. They would be able to find some consensus because air is agreement. You know, you talk, I talk, we hear each other rather than rocks, everybody being a rock. So we're shifting. And it's important for you to give big ideas, big flight. One of the women I was just talking to uh, in my group that meets once a month, except we don't meet anymore because we can't because of COVID, but we meet on the Zoom, right? But normally we have really good food. And I had made the chili just in honor of the meeting today, and I have to say it's really good chili. Um, But, you know, she said, I make this huge list, just write all this stuff down, and then I color code it with highlighters. Do it that way, too. You know, give yourself free reign, free vision, free ideas. Moon's in Pisces right now. It's going to go into Aries tomorrow. Give yourself free reign to let this forward motion, forward motion, vision, vision go, right? Give it that Give it that push. And this is the feature for the week. It is the biggest feature. We're all going to have Mars square Pluto. It's cranky crabby. We're also going to have Eris Pluto meet, Eris Mars meet up, cranky crabby. So you might find you're really annoyed. That's okay. That's part of it too. But the energy is really deeply, deeply shifting. And you're going to really feel on a major level that things change. And so that's important and really important for you to pay attention to and really important for you to kind of comfort in. And I got an email from Nancy who requested I be a little more conscious about giving the degrees. So now we'll go do the degrees. Um, okay, and so what this means when I do this, because sometimes people don't understand why I'm doing it, is when a planet runs from one degree to another, it is going to activate every planet in your chart at the same degree. And the degree sign is the same thing as the oven has, right, the little symbol after it. So today the moon is in uh, Mercury's in Sagittarius, I mean, sun's in Sagittarius, and it moves into Capricorn tomorrow. It moves into Capricorn at 5... Uh, 5.02 a.m. Sun goes into Capricorn, rather. It goes into Capricorn, 5.02 a.m. So this right now the moon, sun's at 28, Sag. goes into zero Capricorn. Remember, signs only go to 30. And it's going to go from zero Capricorn to seven Capricorn next week. And the aspects that it's going to make are first the entry into Capricorn. And then he's going to have a discussion with uh, the, the COVID planets who have moved into Aquarius already. Remember, Jupiter moved into Aquarius and Saturn moved into Aquarius. So he's going to have a discussion with them on Sunday, or on Monday the 21st, where he's going to say, okay, I just caught up with you guys, and now you're going to somewhere else? (laughs) And they're like, yeah, we're into Aquarius now. And he's like, well, I'll catch up to you uh, in 30 days. I'll see you in 30 days. So he'll catch up to them then. But right now they've taken off. He missed the plane. He's going to catch a plane next month. Um, So they're kind of moving forward in Aquarius. And he's like, okay, I understand the changes. There's some big health aspects on December 26th when the sun aspects the node of fate. Or that can also be an, an understanding and a looking at stuff around, um, uh, you know, things that have left, things that are past, things that are no longer here. So it can be a little bit of a melancholy uh, Christmas with that sun in conjunct. Quinticelli, actually, on uh, December 26th. The sun also has a... Uh, a semi-sextile to Athena, um, I'm sorry, Juno, on the 22nd. So that's a lot of, these were my partners, now I'm changing my partnerships, I'm shifting. And remember, a lot of times we shift our life and we don't realize that we're changing into new partners. But then in hindsight, we look back and we go, oh, I changed. 
and and so this is a week. This is a week of that kind of change. We also have um, a sun square Chiron on the 26th, which makes us very aware of our wounding, how we're wounded, how people wound us. We have a dream, a new dream, sun quintile Neptune coming in on the 27th, which is always positive. And then we have the sun in, in Capricorn, trine Uranus and Taurus on December 27th, which says, ah, ah, this could be fun. Let's go create this. So watch for that creative energy to uh, kind of ex- ex- emerge, explore, expand. Mercury this week. Mercury goes into Capricorn on December 20th uh, today uh, at around 6.07 p.m., so we just did it. And he's going to be in Capricorn through 12 Capricorn by the 28th. So he enters Capricorn, and he mirrors the sun. Remember, they're joined together. They're what we call combust. So the two of them are hanging out together, and whatever the sun says, Mercury agrees with. Right. So it's very much this. You said it, I agree. You said it, I agree. But they have the same aspects. They both talk to Mercury, Jupiter and Saturn, saying, where are you guys going? We'll catch the next plane. We'll catch the next train. And if you've ever done that, a couple of years ago I was in Italy, and we were meeting a friend who was coming in the next day, and we met her in the, uh, the train station, right? So you catch the next train because you're coming in, you know, but there's a rendezvous. So they're rendezvousing. And so Mercury does have uh, news of illness on the 23rd, and then he also has a square to Chiron on the 23rd. And then he goes past the sun, because the sun only gets to six. So he whips past the sun with the trine to Uranus on the 25th, which is new ideas. And then he enters into a creative phase on the 27th, which the sun is going to go, oh, Mercury, that's a great idea. So you might hear an idea on the 24th or 25th that you go, I want to work on that. That sounds good. Let me go for that. We also have the... uh, We're going towards the full moon. Remember, we're still in eclipse season until we get to the full moon. So that full moon does not happen until the 29th. So this can also be an idea about changing something or planting, changing something and leaving it, changing something and planting it. We also have Venus this week. She is running from 6 Sagittarius to uh, 16 Sagittarius. So she's going to activate all those points. And she has uh, aspects to Jupiter and Saturn on the 21st where she's being, she's kind of snuggling up to them. Remember, they're in Aquarius. She's in, she's in uh, Sagittarius, so air and fire. Uh, you have good ideas. So she's going to present some good ideas to the guys. And you should listen to the ideas that come in, come your way 21st, 22nd, because she's talking to the, the two planets that are getting married. She's going to maybe suggest where they go when they're on their honeymoon in Cancun. Um, She also has some hard aspects to Mars and Eris and Pluto this week. Um, So she's kind of feeling a little stressed, a little little cantankerous, a little lover fight, the 22nd, 23rd, just kind of, you know, not not feeling the love here. And then she has a square two series, which is what am I creating or why am I creating? She's a little stressed. And, you know, I remember at Christmas my mother used to get a little stressed right, the couple of days before Christmas because there was so much to do. Um, just remember Venus is feeling a little bit overwhelmed. She's in a fire sign. She can flare up a little. Be careful with candles this year because Venus is in a cranky place and she's in a fire sign. So watch the candles, no leaving them unattended. And she also has a biquintile to Uranus, so she comes up with this really creative idea for Christmas, on Christmas, around things. And then she also has, um, uh, uh, she's semi-square to Saturn on the 28th. So she's a little, 
little sad on the 28th. And so, uh, you know, this is going to be a little bit of a difficult Christmas for a couple of reasons, um, because people are really feeling emotional. And then also we have that Mars, Eris, Pluto square a couple days before. So Mars this week is going from 23 to 26. Um, So he is going to meet up. You're going to want to change things in the house uh, on the 22nd. He's going to meet up with Eris, so he's a little angry, he's a little fired up, and then he has a square with Pluto on the 23rd. So that's kind of a fight day. And Mars square Pluto also is, you know, it's a war aspect, um, and it also is a little cantankerous. So we're going to watch then. You know, it's just a day to be aware that people are a little more volatile. If you find yourself running volatile, uh, if you have planets at 22, 23, these are triggering all the stuff that's changed this year. So that energy, a little bit of an energy of a temper tantrum, but also a little bit of an energy of, well, I want to take action and get it done because Mars square Pluto is very active. Uh, when my sister was a basketball coach, I used to look at her students' charts, and they all had Mars-Pluto squares because it's a competitive aspect. So harness the energy towards making things happen the way you want them to and taking action on your own accord for where you want to go. That's the helpful way to handle it. As I mentioned at the beginning, most of this week we're going to be talking and feeling and work with the union of Jupiter and Saturn. Remember, it's ending a 20-year cycle and beginning a 20 new 20-year cycle. So the conjunction takes place on December 25th, 21st, but the parallel takes place on December 25th. So as we go through this period of 21 to 25, we're going to be feeling it on a very deep level, what used to be Taurus, what we used to have Taurus, and now it isn't here anymore. So now it doesn't mean it's gone forever. It still lives on in our hearts. Yeah, I know that sounds really good, but I don't like that it's gone, that Mars square Pluto, right? So, But at the same time, it lives on in us, and adapting to change is what this next year is about, but also adapting to change that supports us. And remember, these planets have all been meeting on world points. So these are really conscious turning points. You know, we are always going to talk about, my friend's son calls it the before time. I'm like, the before time? She goes, he watches a lot of apocalyptical stuff, and I'm like, all right. But it also is, we are in that apocalyptic time shifting. Our life is going to be different and honoring that and saying, okay, you know, where are we headed with this? And the the 21st to the 25th, Saturn and Jupiter meeting up first in Aquarius and then meeting up by declination, which amplifies the energy and makes it extra super strong. And, of course, I do encourage you to get your little butt out the door at sunset and look at the southwest and see them. You've been able to watch them over the last few months because they've been getting closer and closer and closer, and they've been kind of traveling together. But they've never actually kissed and gotten married, which is what they're doing on Monday. So you want to kind of go, yeah, hi, guys, what's going on up there? Um, Uranus is square Athena, so this is a strategic breakthrough on the 28th. And then we also have um, a Vesta aspecting the nodes of fate on the 22nd, which gives us an idea of new... Well, kind of new ways of partnering with things or new ways of perceiving things because Athena is very strategic and she goes, well, if this isn't going to work, then maybe what we could do is this. So you kind of want to listen to Athena and get permission from her to say, okay, now what does that chapter look like? Now, in the case of our moon, our moon today is in Pisces, 
Um, and that's a lovely moon. It goes void uh, tomorrow morning at 11.17 a.m. And then it's void all day through 10.35 p.m., which means that when the conjunction happens in the middle of the day at 11, uh, the conjunction happens with Saturn and, um, uh, where am I here? The conjunction happens. The moon goes void at 5.25 a.m. I was looking at the wrong week. Sorry about that. The moon's in Pisces goes void uh, tomorrow morning, the 21st, at 5.25 in the morning. And then it goes into Aries at 5.32 p.m. So the moon is going to be void in Pisces at the same time that the Jupiter-Saturn conjunction meets. Now remember, Pisces, whenever the moon is void in anything, it invites us to have a dream, to have a vision, to connect into our spiritual purpose and why we're here. What's the reason for our soul's existence? Why are we, why did we incarnate at this time? Why did we have to go through a pandemic? Why are we having this whole lockdown thing? What does it mean to us that all of our lives structures have changed? So it's a soulful time and it's important to emotionally connect on a deep spiritual level, whatever your spiritual practice is. And then it goes into, Moon goes into Aries at 10.35 p.m. on Monday. Um, sorry, it goes into Aries at 5.32 p.m. I keep reading the wrong line. It's like one week after the next. You know, it's kind of like, wait, wait. 5.32 p.m. Aries on Monday the 21st. And it's the winter solstice and a lot of energy. And then it's in Aries on Monday night, all day Tuesday, all day Wednesday. And it goes void at 5.51 p.m. And its moon conjunct Aries is the closing aspect. So that is, I have emotionally invested in something that I'm going to take action on. Moon is very clear. She's reporting to Mars. And in reporting to Mars, Mars is very clear because he's in his rulership. So this is a very emotionally clear time for folks. Pay attention to what emotionally is clear for you and what you want. And, of course, he does have a little struggle with Pluto, early in the day on the 23rd on Wednesday but he also is like no no this is this is the direction I'm heading and that's at 551 then on uh so he's void Wednesday night and then on Thursday at 5:55 a.m. on Thursday morning he goes into Taurus he's in Taurus the 24th the 25th goes void at 6:32 p.m. on Saturday night um, and that's a trine to Pluto. So that's, again, positive closing aspects for Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, and the day after Christmas, the 25th, when Kwanzaa begins, and also Boxing Day in Canada and the U.K. Moon is void all day the 26th. goes void at 6.32, goes into Gemini at 6.33 p.m., <laughs> 12 hours and one minute later. And we're going to have long void moons now because Jupiter and Saturn are both in early degrees of Aquarius. So we're going to have long void moons, which are encouraging us to sit back, dream, big picture, think of the focus of what we can do and where we're going. And then the moon is going to be in Gemini, the 26th, the 27th, the 28th, Monday, the 28th. And it goes void, moon goes void with a sextile to Mars and Aries. So all week long, we have great closing aspects. So it's a brilliant time to give yourself a real focus on the direction of the rest of your life. And I know that feels kind of big, you know. <laughs> and you might be like, Anne, I am so tired. I don't, I don't have a clue. I'm like, all right, well, write a negative list. I don't want this. I don't want that. Write a negative list. And then take that piece of paper, write the positive list. I do want this, you know, like I don't want 
I don't want to be so dependent. Okay, I want to be a more independent. You know, like do the positive version of it. Because really, with all this Capricorn stuff, most of what we've figured out is what we don't want, which is okay. Just kind of frame it as what you do want now that you know what you don't want. I don't want those jalapenos in my tacos. <laughs> okay, what do you want? Um, you know, so I got up my chili recipe and it had a little note, you know, because I had it, I've used it for a while. I had a little note, don't add the cayenne, because I write in my cookbooks, don't add the cayenne, put the put the hot sauce next to the bowl and people can add their own. Because, you know, when you add cayenne to something, it just continues to seep. So that was my recommendation to the recipe. So, like, you don't have to have the whole vision. You can add the hot sauce down the road, but you want to have the idea of the vision, the idea of what you think it's going to be. And the way you do it is you look back depending on how old you were, you look back at 2000, what was the 20 years from then? You look back at 80, what was the 20 years from then? Back at 60, what was the 20 years from then? If you're older, you look back at 40, what was the 20 years from then? And you're having that again in the area of ideas, in the area of hopes and dreams, in the area of Aquarius in your chart. But Aquarius is always our dream for the greater good, the dream for the collective, the dream for the vision, the dream for the purpose why we're here what's that about what what am i what is my contribution uh i was listening to viola davis say denzel washington always says you know you never see a u-haul following a hearse you can't take it with you you're going to have to leave it behind what do you want to leave behind and that's the question can't take it with you no u-haul behind the hearse what's your legacy What's your dream? What is it you're here for? On that note, I wish you a lovely, lovely week. And uh, very Merry Christmas. And we'll catch you next week. Um, and go forward again into the into the week. So Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Not Happy New Year. Next week will be Happy New Year. But Merry Christmas. And have a good one. Bye-bye. <laughs>